Welcome to Unsolved Mysteries of the World, Season 6, Episode 10, Haunted Athelhampton House. Historic houses are a common sight in the English county of Dorset. One in particular, situated near the picturesque town of Dorchester, is among the best-preserved medieval houses in all of England, and reportedly the most haunted. The house is a perfect example of an English manor house built in the early Tudor architectural style. Its construction was begun by Sir William Martin in 1485. Pieces of the original medieval furniture can also be seen in the interior today. Elizabethan carved panels, ornate ceilings, and impressive artwork decorate the rooms as in Tudor times. In 1891, Alfred Carte de La Fontaine purchased and restored the manor house. However, he is most remembered for creating the beautiful gardens around the house, influenced by the arts and crafts movement of the time. Throughout the years, the house has had many owners, and in 1957, the manor house was purchased by Robert Victor Cook, and today, it is in the ownership of his grandson. Athelhampton House was said to be haunted as far back as the 1850s and is considered among the most haunted houses in all of England. People have reported seeing a ghost of a woman they nicknamed the Grey Lady, a dark silhouette of what is believed to be the ghost of a monk and the most famous ghost of all, a pet ape. There are dozens of reported sightings of each of these ghosts as well as many other strange phenomenon going on in this house. One report that stands out at this location is the pair of duelists in the Great Chamber. One day, a woman was trying to relax and read a book in the Great Hall, when two unknown men burst into the chamber in the middle of a sword fight. The woman continually pulled on the bell rope for the servants, but nobody arrived. She turned to her side and carried on reading, while the fight continued until one of the men were cut on the arm and they left the room. Later that day, the woman reported the incident to the owner, and he replied puzzled at the whole thing. He stated, I can't understand who the men were you had seen, as all the guests of our hotel were here at tea, so you wouldn't have seen them. Still to this day, the two men have never been identified, although the house is believed to have had connections to the royalists during the Civil War. The wine cellar adjoins the Great Hall, and is said to experience tapping from a ghost known as Cooper. There is not much known about this particular entity or why Cooper is haunting this particular location. Various owners, staff, and guests of Athelhampton House have all seen what can only be described as the Grey Lady. The current owner of Athelhampton, Mr. Robert Cook, has reported seeing her in the early hours passing through walls and into the bedrooms. A dark apparition that looks like a monk was seen by one of the housemaids in broad daylight. The woman became aware of footsteps behind her in one of the corridors. She quickly turned to see the monk standing outside the bathroom door. It is believed that this person was the Catholic priest to the Martin family. Other witnesses have seen this monk-like apparition on the property and in the garden. But the most talked-about ghost of this old manor is that of a pet ape that is said to have been entombed accidentally within the walls of the building. Today, witnesses claim to hear the ape 
scratching and clawing his way to try to escape. But headlines in the Sunday papers have run away with the story. One of the Sun's headlines reads, The ghost of a masturbating ape haunts the hallways of a grand country estate in Dorset. The article continues to say the ghost of a randy monkey haunts the halls of a grand English country estate where romantic spook hunters flock to tie the knot. Titillated tourists can often hear the saucy specter laughing while masturbating in Athelhampton Hall in Dorset near Dorchester. One tourist, dad of three John Morrison, 41 from Derby, who took his entire family to a state, spoke excitedly about the spanking spook. He said, We heard that the Martin had a monkey who haunts the house, loves to scratch his privates while swinging around. We didn't see him, which is a shame, because it would have been a real sight. Apparently, he's not terrifying. Quite friendly is what we heard. According to the local legend, the unconventional Martin family did have a pet ape, which was free to wander the halls. And when one of the Martin daughters had an unhappy love affair and decided to kill herself, the compassionate monkey began following her around. When she climbed a set of hidden stairs to a secret room, the ape trailed behind and watched as she took her own life with the door bolted. By the time the family's search of the house and grounds eventually located the room, the ape had starved to death next to her body. Now, its ghost haunts the hall, often scratching at the paneling of the secret room and staircase in an eternal, frantic attempt to escape. We have no idea where this masturbating ape story came from, but this is what sells newspapers, and often ghost hunters flock to the sensationalistic aspect of this haunt. Athelhampton's reputation as a haunted house dates back centuries, and the curious have always ventured into the house to seek the spirits there. In 2002, the show Most Haunted featured the manor in one of their earliest investigations, their first season, and their first episode. This was at a time when there was less drama, less screaming, and less fakery. But keep in mind as you listen, Derek O'Cara, the supposed psychic, is in this episode, grunting like a great ape. To our relief, though, he does not masturbate. Hello and welcome to Most Haunted. We're about to embark on one of television's most extensive investigations into the paranormal. We guarantee no tricks, no camera illusions, and no practical jokes. If we find nothing, then you'll see nothing. But if we do manage to catch anything at all, we will share it with you honestly and leave it up to you to make up your own mind. one of the strangest hauntings we've ever heard of and just had to investigate. We've come to Applehampton Hall near Dorchester to spend 24 hours in search of the truth.
planet Athelhampton for over a thousand years, but parts of the present building date back to the Middle Ages. Its history is a chequered one. From a fine manor house, it fell into disrepair as a tenant farm, but was restored to its former glory by the Cook family, who still live here today. If the books are anything to go by, Athelhampton is one of the ten most haunted houses in England. This is no ordinary haunted house, and the brave souls that will be spending the night with me to face the unknown are the crew. Here they all are. Say hello, crew! Hello. They've got no idea what they're letting themselves in for. Now, if we do catch any paranormal activity on camera, somebody that will be looking for hard evidence is, of course, our parapsychologist, Jason Carl. And Jason, what sort of things do you, do you try to find? Well, we're looking for hard evidence of that. I mean, I'm not looking for anecdotal encounters of people saying they've seen something. I want corroborated evidence. So that's things on equipment. That's two or three people seeing the same thing at once. So what sort of equipment are you going to be using tonight? Well, today, one of the things that I want to sort of focus on is uh, EMF meter. This is the most common ghost hunting gadget that you can get, really. This tests the electromagnetic field, which exists everywhere, Everything has a field which is quite low. If the field rises, this will tell us that. And if I can rule out any natural reasons for the rise in the EMF fluctuations, that may indicate that a ghost or spirit or something anyway is happening. Now, there's supposed to be seven ghosts here, and one of them is an ape. That's, That's right. Strange. <laughs> it's, it's an unusual one. I mean, most people think of ghosts as being humans, people walking around. But there are just as many reported sightings of alleged ghost encounters of animals, also even of transportation, buses and cars, and of houses as well. So it's not just humans. Also, is it true to say that ghosts don't like lights? Well, if, if, you, if you accept that ghosts exist, we can only look at it from statistics. And over the last 10 years, we have seen, through investigations that we've done all over the world, that more unusual occurrences or unexplainable occurrences occur when the lights are off. So yes, if you want something to happen, in order to make them, sort of increase the likelihood, you turn the lights off. Now, we're going to be meeting our spiritual medium, Derek Cora later on. What are you going to be looking for in Derek? I'm going to be looking for Derek to come up with names, dates, precise and small details, which may seem irrelevant, that we can check. Things that he couldn't have known in advance. I mean, Derek doesn't know where he's coming. So we need very small, intricate pieces of information that he couldn't possibly have known, which I can check with the owner. And later on, perhaps then that will show that what he's doing is something other than remembering facts. We want more evidence than that. And of course, he is the last member of our team and uh, is actually on his way to the location now. And we've given him no information whatsoever at Athelhampton Hall. So it's going to be very, very interesting to see what he comes up with. in 1957 my grandfather bought the house uh, he was a surgeon by profession but he wanted to retire to a house where he could house his antiques collection and uh, I think he had a taste for something a little bit different as well I think having, having lived here for 30 years um, there have been certain sort of spine chilling moments but um, I, I don't think I've ever seen a ghost myself but I, I do sort of feel the place has quite a presence and even my son who's age three has already picked up certain sort of vibes about certain bits of the house being spooky. It all started when I was pregnant with our first little boy, George, and um, what worried me most is that it was actually seemed to be very much concentrating on me, and it was a constant presence all the time. And I suppose you could argue I was emotional and hormonal and everything else. 
um, but it got very, very oppressive. Um, I had terrible nightmares. Um, I couldn't sleep at night. Um, the first time I put him in his cot when he was three weeks old, I bent over the cot and I felt something touch me on my shoulder and that really frightened me. I actually asked somebody to, to bless that part of the house and find out what it was and she found that it was a child, a little girl. She, she said that she thought it was probably 16th century, this little girl. Um, and I, yes, I thought that was actually quite sad that it had gone on that long without anybody sort of doing anything about it. Um, and, and yet also quite pleased and thankful that I had actually asked, even though I felt a bit stupid at the time. Scientifically told me they've sort of seen things, but I think that they, they always have a, a little bit of a wry smile when they say it. But uh, the, um, the, the monkey is the, the ghost that sort of always intrigues me because uh, this idea of a little pet monkey used to roam around the house um, sort of quite free. And, and then when the Martins died, he was looking for his new master. I find that quite, quite spooky. Patrick's a cynic anyway. So he's kind of not open to anything. Whereas I'm a little bit more, I believe more about ghosts and things. This is the Great Hall, and it's the oldest room in the house. Now it used to be used as the living room, the dining room, and the bedroom by every member of the household. Now there's supposed to be two ghosts here, seen in the evening time, fighting a duel before they both sit down to have an evening meal together. This tiny chapel has been described as the epicenter of paranormal activity in this particular building. One theory is it's the gateway from this world to the next. The most unusual ghost here at Applehampton Hall is that of an ape. Now, it was the family pet of the Martins in the 1500s, and the story goes that the ape was trapped in a secret passageway behind the walls, and often it can be heard scratching to get out. The most reported ghost here is that of the Grey Lady, who walks through the passageways and comes into this bedroom. A housemaid once mistook her for a member of the public, when she asked the grey lady to leave, she obligingly stood up and disappeared through the wall. Our spiritual medium, Derek Akora, had arrived. Now remember, he's been given no prior information about the whereabouts or history of Applehampton. Just to get us all in the mood, what could be better than ghost stories around the fire? And to ask questions that intrigue some members of the crew. Derek, do you think it's a good idea to have your house blessed? Well, I personally don't believe that they should be moved on. I would say leave it to them whether they want to move on or not. As long as they're not hating us or bothering us, I'm quite, quite happy for them to be around us. It's interesting as well that you ask whether it's a positive thing or, or not. And if you look at case histories where people have had the house blessed or exorcised, in a lot of cases, the people have reported that, in fact, it's disturbed them, hasn't moved them on. To give them a blessing is all fair and well if that's your belief, but it may not be the religious beliefs or spiritual beliefs of the person who is the ghost. Yeah, they resent it. They resent it because, you know, um, 
They love themselves, generally nine times out of ten. They know they've left the physical body, they're in the spirit body, but they know they still exist. Is it true that animals can actually see ghosts, or is that just a myth? Oh, it's not a myth, Rick. It's, it's very true, because they've not got the intellect, and they don't use the brain like those people, and they go off their pure senses anyway. Can I interrupt you? I'm sorry, but can you just look at Alfie? What is he looking at? He's not looking at me, and I know that sounds bad, but he's looking in between me and Rick. Yes, he's, he's transfixed his eyes, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. Does he see his reflection in the mirror? Yeah, he's yeah. not looking at the camera. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's aware. Look at him. Oh, good God. What, what, what's here? Yeah. Yeah. No, he's really strange. Oh. I've got a job to be He's seeing it, yeah. Why is he looking at He's seeing an ape. It's an ape. It's a monkey. Oh, my God. Sorry, take that off, sir. Robert. 
Robert who? My son. What year is it? 1605. 1605? Yes, can't you hear me? Who is on this throne? Oh, find you, uh, yourself. Who you think you are? Derek appeared to have been taken over by a spirit called Martin. Now you'll sometimes hear Derek referring to Sam. He's a spirit being who gives information to Derek from people who have departed from this world and wish to communicate with the living. When Derek is seemingly influenced by spirit energy, Sam protects Derek to ensure he comes to no harm. Derek, guided by Martin's spirit, was leading us through the house. It was like um, being helped to, in other words, I think I was being cajoled into listening and then suddenly to um, come too close to me and just express whoever what they wanted to say. Mm. And it's a new way, this, even to my experience. Um, it's not damaging, it's not hateful. Um, but just a little bit um, overpowering with me. It's very interesting to watch. Is it? Oh, yeah. In this lovely building, there are four ladies, like sisters. They're very close to each other. And uh, two of them come here. Two of them. Uh, Not four, but two come in visitation. They talk about meeting, although I don't feel she's connected the older lady, um, quite often, they pass each other by. Mm. I just feel as if I'm being drawn by the um, elder lady to a bedroom. Right. And uh, it may be of interest, you know. Mm. Hopefully. Ladies, they come here, and one of them is one of the ladies that walks the stairs. 
she walks the passageways. One of these two sisters, she does it purposely. The other one stays out of sight, I believe. And William Martin walks here as well. William Martin. Okay. In actual fact, Sam says, this really belongs to William. Mm. What belongs to William? This building. The house. The house belongs to him in his heart. Mm. What is that noise? Shh, shh. Down here, down here. 
What was making Derek feel unsteady on his legs? When the feeling passed, he wanted to return to the ground level of Applehampton Hall. Come on then, show yourself, I heard you. 
can't show yourself. Oh, there he is. There he is. This man is about five foot two, no taller. He's got this very to here. Um, it's, it's like leather, and it's a, it goes all the way down to the boots and the legs and what have you. And it's like bangs. What do they call that? Some of them do. Is it like a Cooper? And what this is his area. This is Jack's area. And um, I'd be absolutely stunned, um, speechless, so to speak, if this man, through what I've just seen, and as I come to the atmosphere, if he wasn't sensed here, in that, you know. There is a story of a, a wine cooper being heard here. It's alleged to be a wine cooper. It's just a sound. It's Jack. Very real. Yeah. See, we take this away here, and all this area here. Which is different than this, and this was his place. Why is he still he's still here? I feel he couldn't know. He comes back. Uh, he's not always here. He comes back um, in memory, if you like, because I feel this way that he did. He took such a. Because I feel in his essence here the um, exuberance of pride. Oh, you know, he felt as if he was above um, a lot of people in his expertise. But also, I get around the same time as Jack, of it's like two men unhappy with each other. Two men unhappy. And one of them saying, that's it. You, go. And I challenge you. And it's like, and they were in earnest, these two. They wanted to hate each other. And it was like the feeling of, you know, Walking, and these are the feelings, that's why my legs left me before, because one of the men was worried, his legs went to jelly, and he had to turn round and walk this way opposite, to turn round mm. and point these guns at. One of them was, was uh, so um, godless that um, he decided he would take the challenge on, but as he turned and walked, his legs fatally went to jelly. He didn't want to do it. And I don't feel that the duel actually brought a fatality. I don't feel that the, there was a fatality with this. Right. This sort of duel that you're seeing, is this sort of like a, a residual haunting for what you yes, Thank you, Sam. Civil war time. Right. It's residual. Connected to that. Yes, it's residual. It is not two individual spirits coming back. Mm and wanting to show that that is residual. But Jack returns, and Jack takes great pride in being a nice man. No negativity about him. Derek wanted to go upstairs and find a secret passageway. He was getting information from his spirit guide, Sam, about the legend of the trapped monkey, Martin's ape. This is the I walk down, and the monkey to go, I need to go into the cellar. I can feel the essence of him. It seems that this monkey was used to being looked after, cared for. He had a master, and there was one daughter who tried to apparently, you know, befriend. But the reason why the monkey, still to this present day, 
Rawlings is because he's not linked up with his master again. He misses him and he's going through all this. But he's a kindred animal, a lovely, placid animal. And you know. Yeah, fine. 
think this would be an interesting place considering that it's a bit monkey. I'm going to sit on these stairs. That's a little problem. Please try to show yourself to us if you can. That is right by my ear. That is something golden. There is something breathing on my ear. If you're behind there, try and show yourself. There is something definitely breathing on my ear. I don't mind. I don't feel threatened. Meanwhile, Jason had returned to join Ben and myself by the cot. During earlier filming, we had moved the cot from its usual location and had just come to the conclusion we might have caused offence. Perhaps it's whoever or whatever this is is annoyed that we moved it. We're very sorry oh, if moving it wasn't a good idea. And the spark. We shouldn't have moved it. If we're right in the assumption that we shouldn't have moved the cot here and that you're displeased or upset that we've moved it for whatever reason, give us another sign with a flashing orb. Yeah. Yes, did you see that? Yes, I did. Thank you, so we shouldn't have moved the cot. I'm sorry that we moved the I am sorry. Yes, we'll, we'll put, put, it, put we'll it back. back. I think we should put it back soon. Yes. Well, I've just had a very sort of strange experience anyway. Jason's probably going to totally disagree with what I'm about to say, but I think we sort of struck up a kind of strange conversation with an energy around the cot. We were asking various questions, such as, um, you didn't like us moving the cot, you know, show us a light if, if, if you didn't, and a light that suddenly flashed. So what we're going to do is put the cot back into the state bedroom, um, do you think I'm mad, Jason? No, I think, I mean, I'm not saying I what your sort of interpretation of the experience was, but watching the screen there and talking and, and me talking as well, not just you, there did seem to be some kind of interaction mm. between the things we've seen on screen and us. What that was, who knows. Downstairs in the secret passage, Carl had definitely felt someone or something breathing in his ear. Was it the ghostly monkey? Oh, I don't know. I mean, if you come here now and feel, just feel my ear, just feel how cold this ear is. It's freezing. Let me feel the other ear, what's that like? That's nothing like the other one. The other one's out, it's cold. This, this is, is like a cosmic. And it's back again now, it's doing exactly the same. Well, there's a flash for me. There's something still very cold underneath my neck. Was there someone or something keeping the boys company in the secret passage? Whatever it was, was definitely making them feel uneasy. Upstairs, we continued to keep vigil by the cot. Now watch very closely around the bottom of your screen. Uh, what if it moved on its own? I'd be well, quite excited if it did. 
I've never actually seen an object move of its own accord. I've heard things moving. I've never actually seen something with my own eyes moving. I've seen it on video. <gasps> wow. Now that, did you see the way that flickered as yes. it came out? Because dust just moves erratically. It doesn't move in straight lines. Now those are impressive. Although we didn't see the cop move, what we did see were these strange flashing lights. Have you ever seen anything like this before? No, I've seen what are termed orbs. They're the small round sort of globe type ones. But these ones, these flashing ones, are something new to me. I've never seen that before. Never. What are orbs anyway? Orbs are believed to be by psychics and spiritual people part of a ghost manifestation, the beginning stage of a ghost actually taking a human form, an apparition if you like. What we know of them scientifically is that we can't explain them and that's all we know. Oh my gosh, look at that. Mm. Did you see that? I did, yeah. The reason that I'm particularly interested in that is because, as we said, we've had activity in that particular area in this room earlier on tonight. We all heard, or well, some of us heard, mm. the cop knocking. I heard it knocking. Mm. And that was the weirdest thing I've, I've ever heard. And then to see those sparkly lights. Mm. They are getting stronger. Whatever this is, it's getting stronger because that, those two flashes that you saw them, they are much, much brighter than the ones five minutes ago. I can't explain them. Our first night in a haunted house had come to an end. It had encompassed fear and amazement, with a cradle that rocks on its own, flashing lights and strange feelings amongst the crew. We can definitely confirm that there's something strange going on at Athelhampton. Past in hundreds, literally, of investigations of alleged supernatural or paranormal events, and most of the time, nothing happens at all. That dog was obviously seeing something strange. It was looking at something very intently. When I moved my hand in front of its vision, it was straining to watch whatever it was looking at. And dogs don't do that normally, unless you know something is grabbing their attention, like another animal, for example. Now, Derek, the medium, said that the dog was looking at a phantom ape of which there is a story attached to the house about a phantom, so it was interesting. But whether it was looking at an ape, whether it was just a bed or the light or the cameras, which of course it's not used to, is a, a matter of personal opinion. For the first time ever, it, it, in my experience in mediumship, um, to actually not be taken over, but semi-influenced um, by, would you believe it, an animal? And that animal being a monkey. I was afraid, trying to compose myself, trying to hold myself. And I thought I was going to be jumping up and making sounds like an ape and running around the room. And I thought, no, this can't be. It just can't be. You know, I'm in this beautiful home. What is a blinking ape monkey doing here? And it was a, an awesome looking thing. Um, and um, it's funny, he's shown himself earlier um, by the side of a vet. And uh, later, it was amazing what I saw because basically he had a collar on later but when i first saw him he didn't so i don't know what was behind that most uh, strange even to me we had a lot of unusual occurrences happen here it's only absorbing things happening around us which we couldn't explain at the time carl and rick must have gone to an area where they were feeling um, these sensations before the rest of the crew i just can't be near it and it's whenever i go further down but it comes to me and then it'll go and that's why i said i'll go down there and it just happened again 
It is known that that spiritual activity, whether it be negative or positive, the people to go into that atmosphere first will catch the brunt of that. Plus, well, I found since coming on the investigation, Carl and Rick are very sensitive. So, you know, it stands to reason to me. It's going to, I don't like using the word wallop them, but can take you on the words, and this is why the feelings were coming to them, I feel. Well, the most interesting thing to me that happened last night was the cradle moving, apparently, of its own accord, because the architecture of the house is such that if it had been a human being and touched it or moved it, you would have heard them walk away, the floorboards make an awful lot of noise, and Andrea, who lives in Athelhampton Hall, was completely convinced by this, and I think her testimony and the look on her face as she watched it sort of convinced me almost that she was witnessing something unusual. We couldn't explain how it started to erupt, and three of us heard the noise, so that was interesting. Well, it's, it's often said, you know, that the orbs are virtually the first stage or one of the first stages of build-up of uh, spirit people just before the uh, ectoplasmic stage. And often said, the more orbs that come together, more can formulate and build uh, the outline of that spirit entity. It's not necessarily paranormal. We link it to ghosts because it is only caught at the moment in places where ghosts have been seen. And we don't know what it is. The orbs that we caught last night, however, were not normal. There is such a thing as a normal orb. And they were moving very much like sort of electric lights moving across the screen and flashing, which I haven't seen before. And we have seen orbs in many places, but not like that. To see and experience different to the physical eye as well, and different types of orbs, such as, you know, flashing lights and what have you, is very, very, very good as far as I'm concerned. And, you know, put it down to this, they've tried very hard in their own way to show us, show us, you know, hey, we are around. And that's quite exciting to me. 24 hours complete at Athelhampton Hall. And there were some very strange occurrences last night that I don't think any of us will forget in a hurry. We shall see you on Most Haunted at the next location. Until then, sleep tight.